Hi Tribe, welcome to The Entourage Effect, the world's most loyal podcast in cannabis. We're your hosts, I'm Tony Turpin. And I'm Monica, better known online as Green Wizard. And today we're talking about cannabis and pets. This podcast is brought to you today by GreenRush.com, the easiest way to buy cannabis online. Speaking of cannabis, today we are smoking on some more of that THC bomb by Garden of Whedon. It was so helpful last episode, we decided to get it for this episode. It really is a potent strain, but great for podcasting, so... We only need, like, a hit or two, <sighs> otherwise you get a little too high, but the, because the <laughs> pining is so high, I find it a... I find it focusing. Great for focus and memory, and that's what we want with this podcast, so... But it's also like a nice explosion of creativity and spontaneous, regulated, (laughs) uh, focused podcasting. Let's do it. Anyway, (laughs) today we're talking about cannabis for (coughs) pets. Your dog, your cat, your fish, your... Your rat. Your lizard, your any... Here's the thing. Anything that has a spine... Has an endocannabinoid system. So I guess Which maybe a fish doesn't have one. Maybe not your maybe fish. Maybe not your fish. Do fishes have spines? If they do, yes, your fish. If they don't, I mean, they no, have your fish. A... Turtles, yeah. I think, have a spine. Other exoskeleton. I should have anyway. done more research on what animals have spines. But if it has a spine, it has an endocannabinoid system. Very often, cannabis is used in pets to treat things like pain, anxiety, especially from like noises, noise phobias, like fireworks. That's awful. I mean, like the 4th of July is almost downright abusive to pets. And if you have a pet who gets anxious around noises, you know what I mean. It's awful. I mean, some people can't even (coughs) celebrate the 4th of July because they have to stay home with their pets Mm -hmm. and it's a disaster. Yes. Um, so there's that muscle tremors and spasms, uh, sleeping issues, tummy issues, uh, regulating the nervous systems, lowering blood sugar, treating cancer and tumors, all of these things cannabis is effective for in pets. Just like in humans. Sounds like you're talking about humans. Are you sure you're not talking about humans right now? There are a lot of similarities, but there are a few differences. Now, normally, a vast majority of cannabis products for pets are hemp-based because hemp has no THC or such incredibly low amounts that it's not dangerous for pets but in general THC is yes it's super dangerous and while the overdoses are not usually lethal but can be it often leads to something called static ataxia and that's when and maybe you've seen it online with those videos of cats who ate cannabis but the pet appears super spacey, might be nodding off, looks like it could fall asleep or is falling asleep at any minute. Uh, maybe some weird drooling, trembling, uh, unable to walk, things like that. And that can last for hours or even over a day. And even if that's not lethal, it's incredibly uncomfortable and terrifying to go through as a pet. I mean, imagine... And as a human. Imagine your worst cannabis bad trip... And amplify that because they're getting like toxicity, uh, toxicity symptoms as well. So it's really scary, really awful to go through. You want to avoid that at all costs in your pets. I hate to interrupt, but it is 420. Happy 420. Let's take a moment to spark up. 
so the you can there's one of my favorite videos on YouTube although it is sad it's like a little I don't I probably shouldn't find so much humor in it now that I know that it causes so much discomfort because there is this video of this cat these cats who eat a woman's plants her cannabis plants and they're just comatose on the floor and although it's I guess and yeah I definitely um, feel guilty saying this but you look at them they look stoned out of their de- minds. yeah so at first I laughed because I thought silly. they were high and I thought that that you know I'm like oh I wish I was that cat but now that I think about it n- n- since you put it that way I remember my mm. worst high unfortunately my worst high was not an edible high it was actually a flower high uh-huh. and it um yeah, that feeling is awful, and that cat was probably feeling that feeling, and now I feel a little guilty. I hate However, to admit it, it looks really cute and funny, but, <laughs> yeah, when you know what's going on, it's not so cute, it's not so funny. So, sorry, kitties, for it's laughing It's not good. I mean, I mean, they ate it on their own, so, yeah. but keep your plants away, keep your, Cause keep keep m- your THC products away from pets, and unless absolutely necessary and supervised by a qualified professional... Stay away from THC in pets. And we'll get to that in a sec. But what were you saying, Tony? Well, I guess, like, besides... So, first of all, if your pet gets into your edibles, your, um... The, the TH, those doses, it, those dosages were designed for human dosages. Oh, so they were designed with the human endocannabinoid system in mind. So a dog is going to react to THC differently than a cat's going to interact with are different than a cat's endocannabinoid system and um so there are a lot of precautions we have to take when we're when we're talking about this also keep in mind this is all educational advice not medical advice Absolutely. so although we love although we have actually used cbd for our pets ourselves and i would mm-hmm. love to talk about that we'll while we talk about while we talk about cbd or cannabis for pets mm-hmm. um yeah, you do have to keep in mind that you want a professional help, a veteran, a veterinarian. <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> veteran, to, veterinarian. Sorry, sorry, uh, I didn't mean to say that. It's well, okay. But that's how I said it. <laughs> and um, these professionals are going to help guide you throughout this process. The problem right now is that they cannot prescribe you throughout this process legally, yeah. I guess, because there are laws or... It's not that there are laws, but it's yes, just... Yes, there are laws. Actually, oh, okay. let me explain. Yes, please. As of right now, uh, the only doctors who are allowed to prescribe, or the only people who are allowed to prescribe cannabis in legal areas are human physicians. And I don't mean, like, a physician who is a human, but a <laughs> physician. Because when I read that at first, I was like, no, duh. When's the last time <laughs> you saw a dog physician? I was a little too high. Um, but... <laughs> Just to clarify, uh, it is a human physician who treats humans, not pets, which means that it is still fully illegal for vets to prescribe or recommend even, unfortunately, cannabis for pets. Now, that does not mean that select vet, vet, I can't say that, veterinarians are not well-versed on cannabinoids. There might be some out there, and there are who are incredibly well-versed in terms of cannabinoid therapy in pets. And although they will probably say something along the lines of, now, I cannot legally recommend nor prescribe cannabis for your pets, but if I could, I would recommend a low CBD, or low THC, high CBD ratio from this, or, you know, like, I probably can't go into details, but 
if you decide on your own and it's not them, you know, so long as it's within legal bounds, they can still give you advice on, you know, safe treatment. You can seek it out. You can do your research. But yeah, again, highly recommend if you think that your pet is going to need a treatment with any THC, really do your absolute best to get a trained professional on board guiding you in the treatment process. Now, for our our cats, we were... Oh, did you have one more no, thing? No, go ahead, go ahead. Our cats were lucky because the, we, we, were, we were able to only use CBD to rehabilitate them mm-hmm. back to homeostasis. Now, I'd always recommend that you start just straight, just with just CBD, because if that heals the problem, awesome. No need to even go into the realm of THC. But if that's still not working, then you can look into a little bit of THC but yeah like you're saying and I'll let you continue Mm -hmm. our pets uh everything that we're aiming to treat responded incredibly well to the CBD yes right now due to poor labeling and lack of standards and testing many pet pet products are difficult to dose and that's a huge huge issue because dosing as like in a nutshell of what we've just been saying is crazy important so if you don't know how many milligrams of thc is in that bottle with the cbd uh how do you know how much to give your pet or if you're making your own edibles and you're not getting them lab tested there's also it's super important to research products and brands beforehand so you find one that you consider to be you know a trustable one and uh, again, use veterinary qualified cannabinoid or cannabinoid qualified veterinary guidance. There are, as a, when I work in the shop, I have CBD pet products to sell, and I do have CBD human products. Some of them, I can recommend for both humans and pets interchangeably. Sometimes I can only recommend them to pets. Only because there are certain ingredients that humans may not find appropriate to eat. Uh-huh. But because it's something maybe that they already feed their dog. Right. You know? They, it, it seems to work. Um, but we need, to keep, we need to keep sure dosing is precise. Yeah. Now, since it is still very difficult to properly dose because of the poor labeling and, you know, complete lack of standards and testing, Mm -hmm. which will get better over time with legalization. But until then, it's way less dangerous to medicate your pets with hemp-based oils and products because you're not at risk to exposing your pet to dangerous volumes of THC, making ODing and those undesirable side effects way, 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 way less likely. Now, if you think that your pet does have a condition that will require THC within the treatment, proceed with extreme, extreme caution. And I cannot say this enough, medical professional, please. Like, you just don't want... I know I'm sounding like a broken record at this point with that, but... Okay, so so let me freshen it up with a new verse. Okay, but... Um, but... The, with So with your <laughs> medical... The reason why you want a medical professional is be, because... You, your medical professional can help you with something called integrated medicine, which is when they, uh-huh. which is when they, when, if let's say you're giving your cat a product that is for killing pain, and um, so you want to use CBD instead to kill its pain and get uh-huh. it off pain pills, maybe you could 
just like you would like a human, I suppose, give it, start giving your cat CBD and slowly take it off its uh, med- medicine. And sometimes, or, mm-hmm. with especially old pets who are on several important medications, sometimes you want to get rid of some of them and you really cannot take your pet off of others. Yeah. Like, it would be dangerous. And doing that on your own, you might not know that. Mm. And that's not for you to be blamed. I mean, you're not a vet, but that's why we have vets. And your vet can tell you, I really would not recommend taking your pet off this one. This one is required, you know, to keep its heart pumping or something. And there- But the other ones, we can start to uh, integrate some CBD and then we mix, you know, mm-hmm. cannabinoid treatment with, you know, there are- pharmaceutical treatment. There are vets, I'm sure, that will help with cannabinoid therapy with your your with your animals uh-huh. um and I, I promise cross my heart hope to die i will post them on our patreon um because yeah we have a is, few that we can list out on yeah because i know we can find them let's so check that out <clears throat> and, and to put into some more context as to why i keep repeating the thing about medical professionals as of now there are no laws about pets and cannabis so they're regarded as your personal property. You're regarded as the legal caretaker. If you purchase their medicine in a dispensary, you're purchasing it under your patient profile. So to sum all that up, it's on you to not turn this medication process into animal abuse. And I know that sounds really harsh because anyone who, I mean, I'm sure if you're listening to this and you want to treat your pet with cannabis, it's like one million percent out of love absolutely Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that mistakes don't happen and unfortunately even if those mistakes are completely accidental it still ends up on paper being considered animal abuse yeah even even the most loving owners ever i mean it happens and so that's why i say bring someone on who's fully qualified knows what they're doing knows what your animal will need and how to completely avoid those scary processes. Now, if you don't want to mess with it at all, that's fine. Just, you know, hang out in the in the hemp-based, you know, CBD-only realm, and that'll which, bring many benefits as well. But Which know. we should not undermine because... Not at the, all. <laughs> so our kitties were... We have one cat. Our first cat we adopted, Fleek, was... She had burnt paws and some a little bit of cuts and scars, but... Mostly. She had been out in the wild for a while, really dirty. And out here in Vegas, you're not supposed to walk your pets during the day mm-hmm. or take them out during the day in the summer because the cement will literally scorch their paws. So her paws, the underside that's usually pink on the pads, were completely charred black. So we used a hemp CBD solve. Like this balm stick. So it looks like a really thick chapstick. Like sometimes there's like face sunscreen applicators that are of that thickness. And her paws are now gone from a burnt black to like... A soft black with half of them being pink. Yeah, so they're definitely getting a lot better. And even our cat, like... I think our cat's a little self-conscious about them and actually notices them. And and I think she's thankful that we help with that. Um, so what we did was... Can I mention oh, yeah. something about that? Just yes. a cute little anecdote. Yeah, when we first started treating her paws, anytime we mentioned her paws, she knew. And she would hide them under her body. You remember mm-hmm. that? She would yeah. curl them away. She was so self-conscious. I've never seen that. And now we talk about her paws. 
and she doesn't hide them and it's really cute because I never thought that I could truly like see self-consciousness in an animal but they're so much like us and they have insecurities too and it like I swear that's what it was anyway sorry continue now and then for our second cat he had a little more severe wounds he was a little beat up he was a little more feral more beat up uh and so been through a little more so his cb his cannabinoid therapy was a little more intensive we would administer cbd with a tincture by just placing it gingerly on his paws i apologize for that it's all good <laughs> um yeah just put on his paws real quick and the beautiful thing about cats is they lick that up um, they don't, cats don't like to be dirty, so they'll they just, do. so it's a sneaky way to get your cat to, to medicate on CBD. Sometimes they'll voluntarily take it just from the, the dropper, but yeah, that was a fun trick that we learned, you know, just get it on their paws, they'll be really pissed off, they'll mm -hmm. try to like, flick it off, they'll give you a dirty look, and they'll immediately start licking it off. Um, and then every once in a while, I'll, uh, like, put it in their water, just a little bit, just to... I think I just drank a bug. I don't know why I do it, just, I don't know, just keep things intact. I don't know well, I guess that would be me doing, that would be me using titration, right? If I, because lately we don't give them, they don't need CBD anymore. I'm sure they appreciate it, and their cannabinoid system probably appreciates it. Long term it, would probably do them some benefit, however. Which is why I put <clears throat> some CBD in their water. And I, so would, often, would that yeah. be considered titration? Um... No, that would be more just considered a low dose, like a okay. low steady dose, because you're not gradually upping it. Basically, and titration, which we always, always, always recommend when treating pets, uh, means that you up the dose, you start very low, and you go very slow, which means that maybe every week you'll up the dose a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. And that allows you, first off, to see how your pet reacts to each dose, and it helps you to find the perfect sweet spot, the most effective dose of medicine, because you don't want to give them more than they need. There's absolutely no use or benefit to that. So you want to find the place that they react to the best and then stay there. And the best way to do that is go low and go slow. Also, the next benefit to that is if you are doing THC in the treatment, mm -hmm. again, proceed with extreme caution, um, it allows your pet to build up their tolerance to it. It minimizes the risk of ODing because you are upping the dose incredibly slowly. And yeah, the pets will develop a tolerance as well. And what comes with a tolerance is that those undesired effects are not going to show up as easily. Oh, so it's like... Okay, so they'll be... It's like they're... Finding a way to cope with it every getting time. A little, it's getting easier getting, and easier. They're getting immune to the toxicity part of it very, very slowly. Now, that doesn't mean that you want to up their tolerance like crazy for them to handle a crazy amount of THC. That's not good. It's not meant for their system. You want to keep the THC at the absolute minimum effective dose. Mm -hmm. That's a key word there I want you to remember. Minimum effective dose. It's one of our keywords. We should that should go in one Several of our Several keywords, but yeah. Minimum effective dose. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> We're thinking about shirts, guys. Um, but yeah, so always, always, always titrate for so many reasons. Uh yeah. And then once you find that sweet spot, sorry, um, 
Stay there. I have a question. Yes. Is there like a good, is there like a, a THC CBD ratio you could recommend? Sure. Okay. So normally when we consider low THC, high CBD ratios, and fun fact, when we talk about cannabis ratios, the THC always comes before the CBD. Just, uh, just traditionally, that's the format. Yeah, hey, hey, I've been doing, I've been selling tinctures like that for a year, and I didn't know that. Okay, well, or perfect. I've been selling so, cannabis for. That's long the traditional time. format. So when we're talking about Thank a low you. THC, high CBD ratio, normally what we're talking about is a one, one being THC, to a four to thirty CBD ratio. Now, completely avoid this in pets at all cost or. Sorry, avoid at all costs the high THC ratio, which is going to be 4 to 20 THC to 1 CBD. Now, yeah, absolutely avoid that unless, again, a professional is telling you that that's what your pet needs. And, you know, really look into that. There's going to be anomalies where people, like, I think I've had somebody come in and say they give their dog THC, but it was like a really crazy case where you know dogs last year of life or something right exactly now to put it into perspective too a lot of the times uh cancer and severe arthritis in pets is best treated with a one-to-one thc cbd ratio oh interesting so and those are pretty severe so if a one-to-one does the trick for those a lot of the time then there's no reason to go into the 4 to 20 to 1 THC CBD ranges. Now, to kind of put those numbers into perspective too, because I know that's kind of just throwing numbers at you, in general, the higher ratios of THC CBD are going to be there for, you know, extreme cases of cancer and severe pain. Mm -hmm. One-to-ones are usually used for things like cancer, um, nervous system trauma, like your brain, uh, spinal cord, things like that. Pain, gastrointestinal inflammation, mm-hmm. any neurological disease, things like that. Now, high CBD, low THC, that's going to be great for, oh my gosh, so many things. Um, of course, pain, anxiety, like we talked about, loud noise anxiety, thunder, fireworks. Um, it's good for seizures in pets. GI disorders, behavioral issues, so if your dog is a barker and your neighborhood is not a fan, like my dog back home with my parents is, uh, CBD treats or CBD oil is highly, highly recommended. It's just going to calm them down. They're still going to have their energy. It's not going to sedate them. Keep that in mind because a lot of people think that, oh, you're giving CBD to your dog, it's going to sedate them. No, it's not. But it's just going to kind of make them less neurotic, as dogs can be sometimes. Oh my god, you just said it perfectly. Less neurotic, because CBD slows down your neurological connections. There you go, exactly. That's, okay, so yeah, that's basically what it is. It's not, yeah, we're not, we're not stimulating any neuropathy, if, I I think that's a real sentence. Mm -hmm. We're not, we are just, we are just doing something to calm the dog's nerves literally i'm talking about my dog in particular his name uh is kaiju he is uh half shiba inu half we believe german shepherd uh and the reason i say this is because there's a few other things that cbd really helps him with that other dogs deal with too one of them is restlessness at night 
They are so antsy, especially when Tony and I are over. They get so excited and bark like crazy all night. So CBD helps a lot with that. And my dog, when we adopted him, had something really wrong with his armpit. And the only time he'll ever snarl or snap or bite or get violent, violent or vicious at all is when you touch him on that spot under his armpit accidentally. And it's really scary when he like turns on you like that because you never mean to touch him there. And um, CBD has also been helpful with that. So pain, restlessness, behavioral issues, tummy issues, um, seizures, all of that and more can be treated simply with CBD. So really only if you're looking at extreme extremes should you even begin to consider implementing THC. I think CBD can also be used for preventative measure. Oh, completely. I mean, we always say that CBD is great for the short term, but really works best in the long term to keep your body uh, properly working, and same with pets. So you can definitely prevent a lot of those issues that come with aging or malnourishment. I mean, it's still a nutrient, too. Mm -hmm. Where do you find all these wonderful products from? So that'll depend. If you want a product with THC, you're probably going to have to find it in a dispensary in a legal area. Otherwise, you have a few more options. Mm-hmm. Hemp as of right now is legal in all 50 states. Mm-hmm. So if you want to look online, you'll find several uh, websites and providers, brands that create awesome, awesome pet hemp products. So Make sure to check that out. Make sure that you can trust them. Like I said, do your research, but there's plenty online. Maybe greenrush.com. Maybe greenrush, yeah. Check it out. And um, aside from that, some pet shops, maybe health food stores. I think I've seen maybe some things like uh, that in like a Whole Foods or something. Yeah, definitely. I, I wouldn't be surprised one day... They're, they're popping up everywhere. They're I, not too hard to find. All right. I wouldn't be surprised if I Googled Petco CBD if I found a product. And if there isn't, that's going to be some headlining news, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a friendly reminder as we kind of wrap this podcast up, mm-hmm. since it is still illegal for vets to prescribe cannabis of any type, and that would be incredibly useful, especially like Tony brought up in Integrative Medicine, be sure to stay vocal in your area with the legislation and everything if we can turn those laws around and get it so that, you know, pets have equal access to CBD too. I know that maybe we should check our privilege here. I mean, we're talking about pets, cannabis rights when not even all humans on this earth have cannabis rights, but that's something we definitely advocate for two and i'd like to kindly remember you guys that Mm. we can advocate for more than one thing at a time and when we are talking about a podcast and talking about how we should have pet rights to cannabis that's not at all to discredit or minimize the importance of needing human safe legal access and we fight that every day and we hope you guys do too there's a ton of ways to do that through activism, destigmatization, educating yourself, staying aware of the new laws, new changes worldwide. Voting. And um what? Voting. Voting that exactly staying doing your part, keeping your voice alive in all of this because it's you may think it's just one voice, but we all have one and if we can put them together We're a million voices. Exactly. And uh that's a lot. So yeah. 
Anyway, four hundred and twenty million voices. That was your uh, that was your disclaimer. I think we should all have access to cannabis, and uh, Tony and I are gonna keep fighting for that for as long as we humanly can. Mm-hmm. So keep fighting, keep CBDing your pets, keep loving your pets, keep them healthy, keep them healthy, Snuggle keep them. them with you, and uh, spoil the heck out of them while while they're around. So. Yes. Thank well, you. That was a fun episode. It really was. Do you have and, anything else uh, to say? I think I'm. I think that's it. I personally really enjoyed this episode. Thank you guys for joining us. I always Hope. love talking about keeping our fur babies healthy, and it has made me so happy to see the benefits that my pets have received with CBD. And I know I share them on my Instagram, and you guys have really enjoyed it. Honestly, I don't like throwing out stats, but those posts when I show like my cat's paws and stuff they always get the most reposts because it's a heartwarming story and it's really exciting to see that we can use this natural medicine on our own for babies and give them a better life mm-hmm. so thank you so much for joining us on hope you guys, this episode of the entourage effect hope you had a fantastic time I know I did I know Monica did we really did if you guys had a great time and like to invest in cannabis education why not consider investing in our patreon which is where we're going to put the just the list of of a uh, cannabinoid friendly vets but um also consider you know throwing in a little investment like our friends at uh greenrush.com yes Greenrush, what's that right greenrush.com i was afraid i said it wrong thank you so much we are currently working for a new microphone for yes. our podcast to just up the quality of everything so with their awesome contribution we'll be getting even closer to that sure i mean that that's the microphone it's called a sure <laughs> i was like um <laughs> yeah that's what we're looking at yeah. so thank you so much guys again for tuning in we'll see you next time on the entourage effect and until then bye tribe stay elevated